Okay, uh, look, I want to start by saying, Yanko, I know that I wasn't at the after party for very long. I just want to get that uh, uh, on the record immediately. I also want to say I didn't get you the screw, so I imagine that you're still holding the microphone. Um, and third, thirdly, I want to say at the moment, my, my mind is like mud. Um, I'm emo and hyperactive at the same time. I don't want to talk about why I'm emo, uh, but I, you know, just life things. Uh, but I just wanted to get all three out in that in that order so that the third could act as an excuse for the first two. So I hope I hope <laughs> I've satiated any needs and requirements here before the show starts. The the first thing Yanko said to me when I when I got on this channel, he was like, "Do you know how many times I saw Sponge this weekend in, <laughs> in Belgrade?" Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hang out. I didn't hang out with anybody. I, I'm a bit. I'm a bit emo at the it's moment. It's not even I, about I wanna... hanging. I literally only just saw you. At the award because we were like across the aisle across, from each other. Yeah. That, that was it. I didn't even like go. Did you guys wave? get to say hi? Did you like at least make eye contact and like give a wave? Yeah, we said hello. I, I made a couple of jokes. Some landed, some didn't. Sure. You know, may have regarded someone's facial hair, maybe not. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember the joke. Yeah. You liked our clapping, Yanko. I was yes. me and Alex were making sure we kept the clapping going for as long as possible. Yeah, yeah, because people like. You get up those stairs and there's still a little bit of a walk, but people already clap for a long time. So you know, it kind of dies down. Then it becomes a little bit awkward. And Alex was trying his best. So when he was going out, I made damn sure that the applause kept going until he got to the to the mic. But yeah, I, I was felt just powerful like, in some moments. I thought I started claps. I, I thought at the very least I could, you know, take you out for a nice meal in Serbia, something like that. Nothing too crazy. I didn't want to get you drunk or anything like that. But you know, I get it. You had to make sure everything was yeah. running smoothly. Could have at least left the screw for me at reception or something. Yeah, but I know. I know. I, I realized that like on departure. <laughs> I was like, well, this is The funny thing man. is like to, tomorrow I'm supposed to do counterpoints with Duncan and Maniac. And, you know, <laughs> oh, no. there's a video, there's the a camera too. involved. So I'll just be holding <laughs> fucking mic like a Muppet for the duration of the show. That's Get some duct tape or something, Yanko. Jerry rig that shit. Yeah, yeah, I'll see. But with the with the fucking cable as well, you know, oh, the, yeah. the drops out. Yeah, I don't know. I might just go out and buy a new mic. Fuck it. Oh, I went to the biggest mall in Serbia, Jason, when I was there. How was we that? didn't have a any time to do. It was uh, I walked there in, and it, the thing that scared me the most is I had to cross this bridge, and the bridge had like snow that was melted. So I guess it's kind of like icy, right? And yep. I'm wearing trainers. Bridge I didn't take any first. boots. Yeah, so I was like, am I going to fall? Am I going to slip at some point? Will my phone fall out of my pocket and drop, you know, 25 meters into the water and that's the end of my life? Like there was there was all these thoughts going through my head and then I got to the mall and I walked around and I was looking for shoes and I spent about an hour walking around the mall trying to find shoes. Eventually I found some shoes, no socks apparently. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I did. And then we didn't do an episode on Saturday because uh, when I got in on Thursday night, it was late. Then Friday, I was originally under the... Um, the the original plan was to do rehearsal at like two o'clock in the afternoon. But as we know with esports events, these things normally are much later than anticipated. So that got pushed until like seven p.m. Um, so when we went in to go do that, our stuff still wasn't ready at that point, so we couldn't even test our stuff. So me and Striker just sat there and had a bit of a talk about what we were gonna uh, do once we had the couch segment going. And then that meant the rehearsal got pushed to the next day at twelve thirty which was probably roughly when we would have recorded an episode anyway. So then I was there from 12.30 until about 3, and then I quickly went back to the hotel and had a shower, and then everything started. And then for about five hours, I had to piss. But I, I couldn't go and take a leak because I either was inside watching, and I thought it would be like bad of me to get up and go to the bathroom while these awards are going on. 
um, or I was on the couch doing all the that shit. So uh, I managed to hold my bladder for for approximately five hours. It was pretty well done. You know what they need to do for next season is get those seat fillers that they have at like the Oscars. Like if you need to get up to go take a piss, someone takes your seat, so there's no empty empty seats in shot. Trace was taking other people's seats. He was sitting over near Yanko. That wasn't his designated seat. His seat was meant to be over near Mr. Henry G and uh, Tom Newman. Yeah, there was a bit of a hole next to me. There was a bit of a hole next to me because that's where Kassad was supposed to be. But we'll get into Kassad a bit (laughs) down the line. That's probably going to take like 45 minutes. That's a of massive hole where Kassad's supposed to be filling in. That's a huge hole. Yeah, man. It's but, getting bigger from those steroids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex and, and Henry and Trace and stuff, they hung around there an extra day. Did they go out for, for a meal with you? Oh, my God, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they did. Um, and it was lovely. <laughs> okay. they, they loved the food. And, you know, they're coming over, especially Henry, a little bit tired, you know, from everything. But really glad he yeah, came good out. Yeah, celebration. Really glad he came out for the food. You know, really enjoyed the food. It was awesome. He leaves... For the hotel, right? He was staying at a different hotel because by the time he tried to book the high, it was already full, whatever. Um, and then the next day, you know, I'm I'm reading the little group that we have uh, with the, the three of us and Henry's in there, Alex is in there, Trey. So it's like Henry said, yeah, I just missed my flight completely. I'm like, how? <laughs> you weren't like, you know, what, what did you do? It's like, you don't want to know. So knowing a few <laughs> of the usual su- suspects that were still around, I can imagine oh, they they took one more trip into town because apparently two nights in a row is not enough for these degenerates. It's the third that really does it. So then it's like third time's the charm, you know. And he had a the worst thing is what you fucked up, Chad, is like you even went you went back on a Sunday and you had to have a layover. Like Henry stayed, so on Monday you have a direct flight from Belgrade to Malta. Easy peasy, it's like two hours, one hour, 45 minutes, right? So he went for that and he misses that. So he had to rebook himself with a layover. Um, so he had to go through that. And then on top of it all, the plane was delayed. So he missed his connection. So I think he's still in France at this time. I don't think he's still. He should be almost home or home now, I believe. All right. Because I was talking to him this morning. So he was in France. Then he had to go to Amsterdam. And then uh, he said he'd be home by like 2.40 or something. Actually, let me check my phone. Maybe he's messaged in the grid run. No, but he did say he did say uh, about 2.40 would when he'd be landing. So All right, uh, I imagine bless. that he's, he's home by now. Um, but yeah, the, the, you're you bang on. There was no direct. The thing was, I didn't even really check because it was like, I don't know, a month ago or whatever where they reached out to book the stuff for us for... Um, Serbia and I'm just I just I'm just like a yes man like oh how's this I'm just like yep or they're like oh here's this option or this option one option was going through Istanbul so I was like nah let's just stay let's stay on uh, this side of the fence shall we so uh, then I looked at it and it wouldn't have gotten me home until 1am on uh, Monday morning so then I changed the flight myself and had like a Swiss Airlines flight and that one had a 50 minute layover and I was like man there's no fucking way I'm making this flight in 50 minutes and somehow it all it, the Swiss efficiency it's yeah. much better than the German efficiency we got I got there in no time and I was home by I think I was home by eight o'clock at night so it was it was actually all worked out kind of reasonably but it's crazy it takes an hour and 50 minutes to go direct from Malta to Serbia and the contrast of weather could not be any more different. <laughs> Here it's like 19 degrees, maybe a little bit of drizzle, maybe slightly rainy. 
But uh, over there, I couldn't believe. Like it, it was, it was in the minuses. It was fucking snowy everywhere. It was like a winter wonderland, Yanku. There were so many Christmas trees in the lobby. It was like <laughs> I'd just gone back in time about about a month. Yeah, well, our, our Christmas is you know two weeks later, so it's still closer for us. But yeah, I mean, I, I said to everyone, you would have heard this chat if we spent any time together during Belgrade. <laughs> but you know, it was just really that week that that was that cold in the minus and everything. You know, the week before it was. 10 degrees, 12 degrees and stuff. Even today now, okay, it's 5 degrees, but it's sunny outside. Uh, it's going to get a little bit better in the next couple of days. So, yeah, it was just a little bit unfortunate in terms of the of the weather, but I don't think that really ruined anyone's time. No, not at all. Like, like I said, I even went walking in the weather. So it well, yeah, it's, that, what is it with yeah. you? So it was you. You walked across uh yeah, the river in that walk. weather to go to the mall. And then when I met Freya and Mike for food, they also went into town to walk over now those that's like 30 35 minutes but in that cold and the wind i'm like why have you gone through that i could even understand because Fred and mike their walk is kind of they see some of the stuff along the way right you it's just going through like some i don't know industrial shit more or less and those yeah, it was like, nice to see what they were building those were buildings and like oh all right you guys are having the world fair or the or something in in 2027 yeah. i learned from a taxi driver yeah he was saying you guys are getting things together. So that was exciting. And he, we pointed out a building on the way. He was like, see this building here? And we looked at it and there was like windows blown out and stuff. And we were like, yeah. He was like, yeah, the Americans did that back in the 90s and uh, you know, they <laughs> refused to rebuild it. Yeah, and I was great. like, oh. And he was like, yeah. And uh, the Americans even said they'd pay to turn it into a mall. But we said, nah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So uh, I learned. So that was the history that I learned when I was there. I got that tour from Yanko when I was when I was in when I was in Belgrade. Yanko walked me around town and showed me all the places that the Americans bombed. You, Jason, that's you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not the Americans, me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but um, I know it was all fun. I heard that from a a bunch of people saying, "Man, everyone here speaks so good English," and um, the taxi drivers were like giving history lessons. I'm like taxi drivers are usually cunts so it must be like you know that it's foreigners and they expect a nice tip or something i don't know but <laughs> it was nice that we presented a, a good face for everyone visiting. I, I will say i used two applications for taxis over there one was like uh started with a y i yeah, don't index. know like yeah that one didn't work it wouldn't send me a text message hmm. and pink taxi that one also didn't work uh Sorry. so i just want to let anybody know if they go to serbia use car go oh you can use C-A-R. that uh, yeah, that's what I used. I used Cargo and, and you, it saved me. And you can use your own cards and stuff. There's no problem. Yeah, that one was all good. Oh, that that's was, great. That was not a drama that's, like a, that's Uber, yeah. basically. Cargo is Uber. Just, yeah, yeah same I'll concept. The, the lady in reception helped me with that and, and, and away we went. So that was uh, that's what I used over there. I'm trying to think what else happened. The hotel was pretty nice. The whole, I, the whole thing I, looked I like nice the hotel. from afar. Just seeing pictures on, on Twitter and shit. I was I was busy myself at a wedding, so I couldn't tune into the actual show. But it looked like everyone was everyone was dressed to the nines. Everyone looked happy. Everyone was having a good time. Jason, a birthday and a wedding in the span of a week. Yeah, I was at a wedding down in Florida. Okay, so that's why you were going on the plane on your birthday. Yeah, yeah. I had the baby. We, we did the. I was on the other end of the baby on a plane. I was I was the the baby carrier. It was great. I, I felt I felt good about being that person. It, was it crying, baby? No, she was great. She didn't sleep at all, but she wasn't crying. She was just uh, very curious about everything, reaching out, and touching <laughs> the screens and shit. We we're trying to get her not to kick the seats in front of us. So I was try, I was keeping a you know I was keeping a respectful stamp on on, <laughs> on the activities of the baby. I understand what it's you like. You were diligent. And, you know you, you were on the, the other side of that coin far too many <laughs> yeah. times. When you get on a plane with a baby. 
at for a flight that departs at 6 a.m. You get all the, like the side eyes, you know, like everyone's like, fuck, are they sitting next to me? And, you know, so you, you take on a certain level of responsibility. Well, I think uh, as long as you're carrying yourself, Jason, with that knowledge, we should all be safe. But that's that's the problem. What, all it's going to take is for, for you to be having a bad day and then maybe you start slipping up a little bit. So uh, that's we're going to have to keep an eye on you. And if anyone sees Jason in the wild in America and he's not behaving take a photo responsibly with a child, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Let us know because we, sure. will, we will have to have words. We've all been through it too many times. And this, I had this one – I don't maybe I told this story before, but when I flew home to Christmas – uh, 2022, right? Uh, I went back to Australia for a week or like a week and a half or whatever. And um, there was, so, okay, Lanti Da, I was in business class and uh, there was a, a couple who had this little girl. She was probably about three or four, right? Like, so, so an age where they can speak and they can understand things. And this girl, the entire flight, maybe, you know, maybe she was, you know, a little bit, a little bit special. I'm not sure. But the entire flight, she was just yelling no for like 12 hours, just no. <laughs> so the, the mum just kept taking her back to the bar area. And I could hear like, but you got headphones and you got everything. I understand it's a child, but it was just, I couldn't believe the staying power of this kid. It was insane. It was just no consistently. And you know, it's probably one of the first words they learn. I was just more impressed than annoyed, if anything. And then I was like, thank God, you know, I'm off the flight now. I'm back in Australia. I never have to say that little shit again in my life. I swear to Jesus, right, the man in the sky, on the way back, they were literally on the same plane again. And I, I don't even think you could you could find a world of that being – But they were, and, and she did it again. She oh, fucking did it again. No. Yes. I couldn't believe it. So, look, it, it's a story. I've had some good plane stories. What's your, does anyone have a best plane story of like maybe something horrible happening? But, yeah. Ooh. I don't know, what do you mean, like be, best best plane story or something horrible happening? Well, like a funny one. Like, so I remember one time. Um, this is back, I think, when I was still playing, or maybe when I just um, when I just transitioned over to being an analyst. But uh, you guys remember Emily? We've spoken about Emily before. But uh, Emily and I were were landing somewhere back in Perth, and um, there was a little girl behind us who was having a difficult time on the landing. She was probably somewhere between the ages like six and eight, sitting there with her family. And she projectile vomited through the gap in the seat that hit the television screen in front of Emily and then splashed back all over. Why is it so all these like- vomit stories with Emily, man? <laughs> yeah, so that was that was like a pretty miserable one. I had one when I was flying sometime to like an event in China and this guy spilt like this entire sachet of soy sauce all over my jeans. And that was fucking miserable because I had to sit there smelling like soy sauce for the rest of the oh, flight. Salty and I had to anger. sit next to the guy who did it. So I was like, fuck, man. Yeah. Fucking cunt. I think my my best is is either the the one with uh, the one where I almost made Matt tilt off the face of the earth when he when his car got oh. when his car broke. Oh yeah, that was a good yeah. one. That was fun. And then I think the other one I wasn't even a part of this one, but the story is just so good. Is what was it when you guys were leaving? Um, they did that event in Belarus, and and there was a couple of people who got to listen to DDK hitting on the girl <laughs> next to him in the seat. And his, <laughs> oh, I wasn't and his, there for that. And his and his strategies for uh, pickup lines and conversation. It was great. Yeah, I was I was sitting next to him, I think, or right behind him, or something like that. <laughs> I was in close proximity, and you know, they started off some conversation. This girl is like banging hot, and then you know, the conversation just kind of naturally sort of comes to an end, dries out, and DDK is like super keen to to keep it going, right? And he's like, um, "Yeah, so um, you have to use like winter tires now, or, like chains on your tires, <laughs> like something like that, you know, because it's like snowing and it's bad." Better and the girl just looks at him and is like, uh, 
I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I think so or, or something like that. I had a, like, I guess if this falls under it, um, one time I was, this was early in my career while I was still flying because you know that because I'm transiting through CDG, right? And that's a big no-no nowadays that, you know, that that's not happening. Hell so, on earth, I think it's known so as. So I'm flying yeah. into Paris from Belgrade and I think I was going to like Leicester for Pro League because that that's like kind of how I had to go that way. Um, and it's one of those things flying into Paris, it's super windy, like wind shears and whatnot. And it's a lot of turbulence on the approach and... Uh, the guy, like, you know, the pilot has to do a go-around, right? Like, I guess he couldn't, you know, stabilize the the airplane properly. And he, you know, and when you do a go-around, it goes from, like, being on approach, right? You're obviously slowing down the airplane and everything to full thrust, like takeoff thrust, right? And you go up, obviously, to avoid, you know, hitting a plane on the ground, whatever. Like, it's just the standard procedure. It's, like, normal in that sense. But it's uncomfortable, right? It's not really what's kind of supposed to be here. You know, you're supposed to land, right? So this guy next to me, he's just like, I, I like a minute after as we're doing, he's like sweating profusely, like down his face. And you know, like when you have your palms on your thighs and you're just like, you know, like obviously super stressed. And, you know, it's, it was kind of, it was uncomfortable for me. I think I had it once or twice um, before as well. And you could just hear the flight attendant, which is like one of those OG old flight attendants. Like she started 50 years ago, probably, you know, and she's just with that, you know, soothing and nice voice. She just takes it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it what we experienced is a completely normal situation. Uh, the pilots couldn't really uh, complete the landing because of the weather conditions. So we will be going around and giving it another try <laughs> it's like you know i just started laughing because <laughs> the way she said it's like it's perfectly normal it's like well the perfectly normal thing would be to fucking land the plane wouldn't it <laughs> you know that would be the normal thing so yeah it was a little bit kind of funny seeing like her saying it and everyone i don't know i expect can someone at least laugh a little I bit haven't, i haven't is everyone I haven't, still in the room like did, I, did my internet like fucking drop any reaction guys that one should have spent no i know how work. chad felt a couple of episodes back oh <laughs> man that one was rough no but i look yours is the opposite of what I, when it's bad and you see the flight attendant starting to arc up and they're like sitting down and putting the seatbelt on and shit and they're starting to wince a little bit that's when you're like oh fuck it's over like this is it we're, we're done we're, we're done for we've come this far it's been nice knowing you what's the thing people do where they do the cross thing the fucking it's, it's got a name i don't know what it's got the father like the son of the holy thing. spirit yeah, when I sit next to people and I and I see them do that, I just it just like no offense to any of our religious fans, I just fucking start cackling. I'm like, mate, what? It, what, what you think? I'm you like, think okay, looking out for Th- you now. This is I'm right like, there. There's no we're, God here. we're good now. You thank you for doing it for everyone on the plane. You're the real MVP. Wait, and then you see the other guy like doing the other thing for another religion. It's like, wait, fuck, who, who's winning here? Who do I like? You know. We'll get for. as many on side as we Just can. You know, let's let's do it. Yeah, as long as we can. Uh, I, it's one of those things with the we're turning into like the comedians. Once they're on the road, all they can talk about is like road stories. You know, 
how about those queues in airports, guys? You know, like uh, it's like the full Jerry Seinfeld. Dude, I did of. have that. I've never felt like a like a middle aged man more than I did when I landed in Florida because we, we rented a car and it was like an episode of Seinfeld where we made a reservation for a car like ten days before this trip and, <laughs> oh, no. and, and we get there. But they and didn't just like, hold the reservation. <laughs> exactly. We go and they put us in a line and they're like, "Yeah, we actually don't have any cars today." I'm like, "Yeah, but I made no. a I made a reservation reservation like over a week ago." And they're like, "Yeah, we don't really have any cars, so we're just bringing them up as." they come back and just grab whichever one you want and i'm like but there was this, this line of like 15 people all in the same situation i was just like this doesn't make any sense like what is the point of me reserving a car i had like one of those freak out moments and i was like all right jason you can't you can't quite be this much of a fucking middle-aged fucking douchebag you know like the whole family in tow as well but i was getting heated Guy behind me was getting to keep it together. Yeah, use guy, your baby as a shield. That's what. <laughs> guy behind me was getting mad as well. He was on like a business trip, and we were just sitting there like, "Yeah, this is fucking bullshit." These these car rental companies. Uh, no wonder they're going bankrupt. And I was like, "Okay, I'm getting." Out. <laughs> did you get? Did you maybe come up with an idea to open your own? Like you two team up? Is that? Yeah, exactly. Hey, give, pass me your information. We'll start our own company. Uh, shit, wasn't it uh, in like one of the Home Alone movies where she in the van with like the band? On yeah, the way with John home? Candy. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. John Candy. He was in Cool Runnings as well. I saw Cool Runnings pop up on my Google, uh, my Chromecast yes, uh, this sure. morning. I was like, yeah. that's such a good movie. Feel the rhythm. Sunker, feel the are you dead, man? <laughs> yeah, and they're kissing the egg. Uh, what a, I'm going to have to watch that again. That's such a great film. We, we busted cool that Runners. out. We busted that out at the first Sydney. We did that in the, in the audience. Yeah, well, we were we were really getting into the the festivities once upon a time, weren't we? Yeah. We were having a great time. Yeah. We were having an absolute great time. Uh, but I kind of peeled us away with uh, airplane stories away from the overall award show. So, Jason, you said you were watching. I said a lot, a lot of people. I tuned Russell in. I tuned said, on the television. He, he said he wasn't watching. Yeah, I tuned in a oh. little bit here and there, but I, yeah, it started like an hour before the wedding began, so I couldn't really, you know, follow it all that well. But I was like keeping track on social media once I had to go take a piss and just see what pictures were coming out and all that shit. So um, it looked cool. It looked fun. I felt better dressed up this year because um, my hair transplant was all the way through and um, I was wearing actual dress shoes. So I just thought, you know, I had a better year this year than Alex, last year. Alex the brought his fashion A-game at this one. Yeah, he had a cowboy tie on. Yeah, uh, the bolo. I believe the bolo that's what tie. he called it. Ah, uh, that was the name. Him and Parla yeah. couldn't quite work it out. Okay. There's, there's yeah, he bolo. had that on. Yeah, yep. that, but in in classic Alex style, uh, Adren was there as well. He didn't he didn't realize that it was like suit and tights type situation, but he still looked very nice, Mister uh, Kazakhstani Adren. Um, there were some good speeches that were that were given. I liked. You know, some, uh, I saw uh, Ola's speech, Element speech, uh, the next day. Someone tweeted it out. I thought that was good as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think Trollan was the one who tweeted that. I was. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yank, Yanko given out an award. That that coach you know, of the year, Yanko. as is fitting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I it it just sucked that not everybody could be there because these fucking like videos. I understand why they're not there. They're preparing for tournaments that are happening. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. Relatively big but tournament you, coming up as well. I wonder if they can move the award show now because the majors, the final event of the year now. So you could do the award show before, like in December, Christmas, maybe because fifteenth would be the way, when it ends. I don't know. I'm just speculating right here. But it looked like everybody had a good time. Um, apparently the after party was really good I don't know I went there for 20 it, minutes and left it was the best after party in like at least 5 years 6 years when it comes to esports I wanted okay. you know I think just the whole event I was really impressed like um, with the organization from start to finish you know on Friday there was this little mixer you know for people from, from 5 to 8pm that, that was great for them to just you know chat a little bit and, and just have something on Friday night to I guess in a sense then you know the transportation to and 
Oh, you guys got limos, right? Yeah, yeah, for all that stuff, like super well organized oh, with, as well. Wait, I saw I saw a picture of a giant like stretch SUV limo. Yeah, Hummer stretched out. There was stretched out Hummer. <laughs> how many how many people a Lincoln in something that and a third one? I don't know. There was like fifteen of us, sixteen of us in that one. I I I think it was like packed Not at bad. the end. But even at you know when you arrive to the to the venue, you know there's drinks, there's food. Uh, everything's like looking nice in a sense, you know, like, I don't know how to call it. I can't, it's not decoration or whatever, <clears throat> but just, um, I don't know. I was really impressed with everything. It was on such a high level. Then the award show itself to, you know, unfortunately a lot of these are, well, I don't know how it was for the viewers and for the fans. For me, it felt a lot of the categories, you know, you could, you knew who was going to win, but it was nice also getting some yeah. of the, uh faces up there to that, that you haven't seen for a while like edward even though he was super nervous you know but um hotv.com yeah, yeah, <laughs> <H-tv. laughs> um, i said it like three times yeah, as well. exactly <laughs> uh, all, all of that stuff so that was great and then also i mean the the after party was just amazing because there was a, an area you know with the dance floor and the dj where the music was louder and you could just have fun there was an area with um where it was quieter and you could just talk to people and there was, you had pong there air hockey beer pong that thingy where you get the the puppets you know you can like get them with the claw oh the claw yeah yeah yeah, the claw, yeah yeah and then there was also skill f- testers or whatever food there too and i mean also super convenient it's at the hotel where most of the people are staying anyway so from start to finish, really, you had... Uh, and I know there was also, like, some paddle thing that some people went to. I think that was, like, either Friday or Saturday during the day. Saturday, so. I think, like, 11 o'clock or something, Martin was saying. Yeah, for all those yeah. sports fitness freaks. So, yeah, and also the amount of people that came out from, you know, obviously having Vitality and G2 there... Um, yeah, that was great. ...was great. And uh, I think also just a bunch of people from the industry, whether it's members of talent journalists um, people from uh, different organizations teams and so on it's a great opportunity for people to get together and you know a little bit of dress up for some of these guys as well it it was a ton of fun i was really really impressed and i was really proud that an event like that was able to take place in in belgrade there's there's perks to having it in belgrade right we've discussed it before like i think um of, and same with the boot camp situation it's like those Schengen days right so it makes it easier especially for well i guess that's not a big deal for europeans but it is for the brits um, well brits there was a couple came hugo came Freya was obviously one of the hosts yeah Bra- brazilians yeah. as well i mean not that there were too many of them but for all of these non-european uh countries it helps a lot I think also, you know what was funny? It was funny, like, so when we first got into the venue, when the award show started, on the side, like, on the aisle on the side, you had, like, glasses and, you know, still champagne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So people, I saw, they would go and have an extra drink, you know, some people, and then you could just hear every now and then a glass fall down. Because you have nowhere to put the glass. You have to put it on the floor. But people forget they they did that. Or someone walking, like... uh, breaks it down or whatever so you had an intermission that was like whatever 20 minutes 30 minutes i don't know how long wasn't too long but then everyone comes back <laughs> with a full glass you know people learn it's like oh all right th- this will help yeah i think uh that's the thing so the 20 minutes for like there was food and pe- stuff people could go and eat there was like obviously a bathroom break necessary and that's the thing as well not I for think you with, um, 
Yeah, not for me. Um, I think that, that, that was that was the interesting part. So we were kind of doing like uh, HLTV confirmed type opening just with everybody coming in and going back and forth with Parlor. And then we did the community awards and then the show started for like the panel awards. Then we had the break. So then we went back and had a bit more of a chat. And then after the break, that's when the HLTV awards for like the best player, et cetera, was done. And then we had to jump back on the end just to kind of wrap things up. So it was it was pretty nonstop, but it was it was well put together. Everything was good fun. So yeah, maybe next year, Jason, you can come. Yeah, I mean, I, I was telling Jacob before we went live, I, I would have been there if it wasn't. If it's not if too it much work a, for you, Jason. If it wasn't a wedding, you know, like it was like one of those things that I was standing yeah, up. But who was it, Jason? It was, it was a childhood was friend. I was standing up in the party. I, I couldn't. You know, it was one did of those, you give a speech? I did not give a speech. Uh, well, I don't know if you had to be there then. I did a speech, so that might be that might actually be a fair point. Maybe that is maybe I think that if is you the do, guideline. If you're doing a speech, then you you need to. If you're if you're organizing something or you're doing a speech, then you have to be at the wedding. I don't go to. I was I don't go thinking. To I don't go to weddings or funerals. I was thinking about giving a speech, but the one of my other good friends gave a speech right right before I was going to go up, and it was one of those speeches that you just couldn't top. You know, like you weren't you uh, weren't okay. going to beat it. You weren't gonna you weren't going to do any better than that one was. So I just I just quietly <laughs> stayed in the background and and hung out. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, do you think your childhood friend's making a mistake, or, or <laughs> no? He's, he's, he can tell us. He's doing a great, great. No, I can't. He listens to this podcast. Oh shit! Well, um, uh, great happy, wedding. Yeah, happy congratulations. Yeah. He's not I, making a mistake. I, I'm glad Jason was there, and um, <laughs> enjoy your future. I'm sure you'll be very, he, very happy. He or maybe not. To this one. He's but listening to a couple episodes. If you're not, it's fine. You know. Yeah, um, one other thing, though, now if we if we transition into more of a talking counter, one other thing we missed over the weekend that we all definitely missed was the North American closed qualifier. The, 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 didn't miss shit. I didn't Jason. miss shit, Jason. I, liquid got fucking stomped out Energy's by M80. Out. Yeah, and that's that. I Boss I and Rockets are in, as everyone expected. <laughs> Two separate teams, Jason. Boss is team, one team, and Rocket is another team. Yeah, I know. Rocket uh, laid the laid the uh, laid the hurt down on energy or on energy. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. I I I don't know. I don't I don't know whether this is uh, a shocking. Weren't you result. excited for? Wait, hold up. Weren't you excited for NRG, Jason? No. <laughs> No. no, you were. No, he I wasn't. Yanko, I, he was whoa, excited. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Someone Let get the, the record receipt. show the OC in the which, For which you said is the second coming of Kusta. <laughs> yeah, he really showed it this, this event, didn't he? <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, that's your boy. Uh, oh, no, I was, I was happy to see NRG as an org back in Counter-Strike, but I have maintained from the get-go that this team was not going to do dog shit. shit. <laughs> this team was not going <laughs> to do anything. And boy, did they live up to the excitement. I don't know. Now, look, I, can yeah. I put an asterisk here? Right? Sure. So we could, we, I'm just putting a pin just for a second. Uh, if, if any of our lovely listeners, especially Discord users, uh, would like to do an audit on this and maybe go back, find the transcript of where Jason was talking about NRG in a previous episode and put that excerpt in the uh, Discord just so we could just maybe fact check this, you know, maybe just return to it and then we can have that discussion on next episode. Anyway, sorry, Jason. I, you, also, you al- also, make sure we check out the HLTV confirmed episode I did with Chad where I also said that NRG was absolutely going to be going to be useless. So, yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know where this slander is coming from. Um, but look, if you if you thought for some reason that this energy team was going to do something impressive, you have to be really really fucking like scared of the fact that the two lowest performers in energy, Breeze and OC, in that matchup against Rocket at the very least, like that that this, this just that that Rocket team 
by the way, that lineup and there that are the two Americans. Together, the rest of the team is Canadian. So yeah, the only the only <laughs> event that this lineup of Rocket has played <laughs> is the qualifier. Is like is like these major qualifiers. This five is not played together outside of that. So it's like it's crazy to think that this team just like kind of came together and 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 maybe not that crazy um, and was able to take down energy. But that's a huge huge early blow to this energy roster. But you got to keep in mind here here as well. It was a best of three. It's not like they lost the best of one. They yeah, two maps overtime. 16-13, But to be fair, they were Liquid up a got lot dumpstered by first map, right? It was like Liquid got 11-4. dumpstered by M eighty. Do you see that? They got dumped by M80 I did, I, on I saw that too, overpass. Yeah, yeah that, that was one, worrying to me. That was worrying to me too. But I, you know, at the same time, I'm also just kind of like, you know what? Just make the make the make the RMR, and uh, and who the fuck cares? Like, we'll forget about that. We'll forget about that real quickly now that they've actually qualified for the RMR. Yeah, you know, I, don't, they get, I don't think it's a big deal. Like, new team. Like for them, it's all about qualifying, right? Like, sure. You hate to lose it, especially in such a dominating fashion. But I haven't seen that particular game. It might just be one of those things where it's just, you know, everything went right for for M80, and they're not a, you know, they're not a shit team. They're, they're a good, good team. They have an interesting roster, right? They've got that Rex kid. They've got Swisher, obviously. I'm a they have fan. Slacks, I'm still the German Orpa, Manx, and uh, Manx the Dane. Malz, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we now just need to wait for the South American uh, closed qualifiers to be done, and then we know everyone who's going to be playing in the Americas RMR, right? That shouldn't be. That's not too far away. That's uh, they start well after. It starts when? No, I was going to say no, tonight. It's the Chengdu. No, the South America closed qualifier is also now at like end of January. Is that what you asked? Uh, no, 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 no. The, the RMRs themselves. But yeah, the South American stuff has to be happening soon. The, the American RMR is the 1st of March. That's, yeah. So that we just need all the South American teams to get qualified for that, right? So the ones who are there at the moment is Complexity, Furia, M80, Nouns, Liquid, Boss, Badass, Wildcard, and Rocket. And then there's seven spots that are going to come from um, South America. So still a bunch of teams to get locked in there. But I was looking at that list of the South American teams I don't know. It's the same situation, right? Like there's a couple that are like of note and then there's a couple that are just going to be whatever. But that's the same thing with the America side of things. So uh, it's all shaping up though. I've liked the fact that there's so much Counter-Strike going on. I think there's a lot of people who are consuming the closed and open qualifiers with all the IPs that are available. There's obviously been some issues. We've been reading about the issues. Uh, I I like how you're calling it the bleed rule, Yanko. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) For the fourth European qualifier. Yeah, I think first of all, I just want to say on this closed American qualifier is like, Every organization ever was obviously right to replace Daps with Stanislaw because Stanislaw was three and <laughs> in the qualifier. That's true with Wildcard. Yes, legit. And yeah, Daps didn't even make it out. So there's that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I mean, it. we've solved it. Listen, if it's like if, if we got to that point of the of the show, I feel like that shit just can't happen. You can't. Which one? Which you can't not check in for a qualifier. Like, even if, oh. okay, like, they checked in on time and there was not too many teams. It's like, you're a professional team. Like, people are getting paid for this shit. Like, you have a manager, you have all these people. Like, you can't be like, ah, the check-in is at 8 until 12. I'll do it at 11.30. Like, I'm not saying you need to wake up at 8 a.m., you know, and do it. Probably you should. Uh, but Wasn't it to do with Longs being in hospital or something? That it did I, I'm not sure I, that I'm not sure that that necessarily had 
that was connected to it. Or it was the same. Was the, it was the same day, but I don't know how much that. I don't know if he was the things. player that didn't like or or whatever exactly happened, but. You know, like, it's not like he had a appendicitis and had to be rushed to hospital. Like, he was feeling unwell, and ultimately they took him to the hospital to get, like, IVs and stuff to get better, right? So it could have been a case of, if that's the case, obviously you can tell, hey, log in into your shit so someone else can just check you in when we need to check in for the qualifier. You know what I mean? Like, you can't mm. have in four, you can't miss a qualifier, like, if you're a bleed. That just, but what do we think about the... I, so that shit's, like, yeah, it's one just, of those inexcusable things. Yeah, it is, but I would also unless would also, unless they literally like he wasn't in a position to play and you couldn't have played it, but that wasn't the case. Was it? Wasn't they all? Weren't they also caught off guard that there was like a cap on the number of teams? Because like the next the next qualifier had like way more teams than the third qualifier did. Well, that's that's the thing. That's right? the bleed so, rule. <laughs> this is this is where things got changed for the fourth qualifier. But I imagine either we didn't hear the stink get kicked up after the first two. Uh, because either there wasn't notable teams that missed out or there wasn't that many teams that tried to sign up, right? It's one of those two things right there that happened. Then by the time we get to the third, it was over 1,024 teams, which is how they would have been able to structure the bracket. And there were a bunch of teams left on the waiting list. So with all the teams that were left on the waiting list, Bleed were like, you know, in the queue. They're at the back of the queue. And then they ended up missing out. And then the next qualifier they changed it so that if it spews over the 1024 or whatever it is then it they'll split it up and they'll have like two two different bigger brackets right and that's essentially what's still happening today because it would have been sunday monday all over but because it was more than that amount of teams uh it spewed on over and now we even have matches tonight right still to determine who's going to come through from that fourth qualifier so um well i guess the question is should it have should it it probably never should have been capped, right? Yeah. That's how I, what I think. Uh, and I mean, as an open qualifier, the entire point of it is that it is open, and that and everybody know. should. Be and able if to it play. is going to be capped, that should be well known in advance. Like that should be announced. That should be like front and center in the fucking rule exactly. Book that and if you're knows a professional team that's getting paid, and you have a manager whose job is to take care of that shit, it's his job to ask. Even if it's not public, you go and you ask. Listen. Is this capped? Is it not capped? Can I miss out if I check out later, even though it doesn't say that's your job? That's the that's my point about all of this. Like, yeah, which is a fair, which is right. A fair, if he went and asked, sure. if he went and asked, and they told him there's no cap, and then they get eliminate, you know, they didn't not allowed to play. Then you can, you know, obviously raise a shitstorm. But it's your job to go and ask. If it's some five kids, you know, who want to qualify and they get. So, and they well, don't do that. That's not expected from them, like to do that. And then they're getting like sort of fucked. But they have a person whose job description is to be on top of that shit. Well, let's 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 do this because I think this is a perfect point for it. Because I, while I agree with you, I'm not even sure at this point that he, he, with the way that the or, or the the qualifiers have been ran, that there would have even been someone who could have answered that question, even if that was like an official inquiry. But that's like, besides the point. That's besides the point. I mean. It is in this sense because situation, we would have heard, but- heard for bleed if they have received wrong information or something like that. They're saying like yeah, no yeah, one said I'm anything. Not- Did you ask? That's the problem. No one told you anything. Did you ask? I'm I'm less concerned with oh, that especially at the when where- you're dealing with fucking challenger mode. Like who the fuck is that anyway? You that know? was going to be like, that's that a was- whole diff- <laughs> that's a whole different topic. So if anything, it's not like that's not an excuse. Oh, it's a shit platform, and you know whatever. Ex- 
exactly because it's a shit platform you're on top of everything if we if i had to go to a when i went to a tournament that's like a tournament organizer that's not like esr or blast or starlight or like someone smaller like i'm on top of every single thing like I'm, or i'm telling my manager hey make sure check everything do we have transportation from the airport to the hotel which is something that's like you know a complete norm these days right but they could fuck it up like they could fuck up every single thing why because they're not as experienced not as good maybe or whatever they don't have as big of a budget whatever the reasons are like make sure we know because as long as we know we can prepare for it if you don't fucking know then shit like this can happen See, I when I when I look at these RMRs, my thought process has kind of been, and I, I knew there was going to be some some shit just by just just be, because of just because it's not a well known entity, and these RMRs are like massive, or these these qualifiers are massive. But like the way that these qualifiers have been have been done this time around, it should be so embarrassing. Like, it, but it's like this every time, isn't it? Like, it, it, I'm not trying to just like excuse that and say that that's okay. But isn't it always some kind of fuckery? Like things don't run smoothly. There's an issue with an anti cheat. Like people are complaining about this. Yeah, but uh, people the, are always complaining about something. Yeah, but I mean, there has been blatant cheaters. There's been weird bugs being used that I've seen clips of, and it's like th- this. This is not an entity that is properly handled. Like this platform that we're using is not, and I, I don't even like necessarily blame the platform so much because I don't think they can properly be asked to like organize something of this scale. But they should never be in the position where they are handling the the RMR qualifiers for this event. This like this needs to be this moving forward in CS2 should be organized to a much bigger degree. It, but what do you do then, right? Well what, that's what are you that's suggesting here? I don't actually know because the only solution I can think of in my head is is Valve needs to have a bigger hand in it and we just kind of know that that's not going to happen. Well but this is the thing or you is have to well, bite then. the fucking bullet and do it on face it. Like yeah, I know ESL is like EFG is a competitor to PGL, but if it's hurting the competitive integrity of the tournament, you know, like we are at the point where, and the reason why it won't change because it's not worth it for you know. Now someone would say, listening to this, yeah, but why doesn't someone create a competitor to face it? And and you know, yeah. if there's room, right, you could do all these qualifiers because people will only play the fucking qualifiers on it. You know, like it would be a super long-term thing and then it's not worth it. Like, yeah, you would have demand for the qualifiers to be on that platform. As soon as that ends, as soon as, you know, fucking Permita finishes their ch- their qualifier on challenger mode, tomorrow they'll go back and play Pugs on Face It because it is the superior platform, you know? Yeah. So th- that's the, the issue at hand. But if the, the problem is, does someone think if someone indeed believes there's there's room on the market for another uh, platform like Faceit, well, then you need to do it fucking properly, don't you? Like, there's no point in you trying to be their competitor, then you get your opportunity and you fuck it all up. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, from from the statement that they put out, it's like, oh, what we are aware of is that the cheating problem is, like, unreal. No fucking shit, Sherlock. Like, your main job why people would come to your platform is because of the anti-cheat. That's the main reason why people play Face It. Why people Face It, Valve could have Face It that got sold for $500 million two years ago would have never existed as a company if Valve had proper anti-cheat and 128 tick servers. That's the only premise upon which Face It exists. 
which later and, grew and into also... And even ESEA before that was the same thing as well. <laughs> yeah, and later on with FPL and other, you know, then they expanded on it, did a good job at that and whatnot, you know? So th- those are the things you need to absolutely need to have good servers. You need to have, you know, not to mention that, that people have issues with random Reliable lags. admins. R- random yeah. lags on servers. No admins. They have eight for three hours between fucking games. Like when you play these qualifiers, man, you have to play four or five games, whatever. That's not necessarily the problem. The problem is like some six in a row. You yeah. pay two games, then you wait three hours. You know, your players got a little bit cold. You get, get into the server again. It's like, it's not normal it's like really hard there's no way that you can really sort of prepare for that and it sucks because it's mr12 best one online and then on top of all that you have to you know you're not sure if the guys that you're playing against are cheating or not like we've had brackets being run back like a part of the bracket you know being replayed because it took three rounds to figure out the team is cheating it's like what the fuck i can tell you from like a coaching perspective or whatever or a psychological perspective, like, you know, if you know that's the environment, like, you're, it's going to influence your players' mindset uh, when you go into games because you you don't trust that the opponents are playing fair. Then the, then your players might get more frustrated, even, even if the guys aren't cheating, right? It's just some no-namers who might be playing well or you think they're suspicious because of that. And when, once that creeps into your head, then players t- start getting frustrated. They start tilting and shit. Like, that shouldn't be something you need to think about to begin with yeah, yeah i look there's a there's a lot to unpack here right and i think that one of the keys for me is overall is the fact that these verticals have had to be built and i look at it as a positive because we have all these businesses that have been able to exist in the counter strike ecosystem but at the end of the day it creates this ambiguity when we're having stuff like this online where it's to qualify for the most prestigious tournament. And I don't even think it stipulates that an anti-cheat is necessary, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you have to go and check the Valve rule books or whatever. But um, like that's the thing because they have VAC. And I, I saw someone quote this the other day uh, or they replied to to Flom and they said, oh, like someone said this, but it was it was me who said this before. And when I've had discussions with Valve about like, oh yeah, we need better anti-cheat or we need this or we need that to do with the cheating thing, their response has been, yeah, well, we have we have VAC, right? Like that's that's what they say. Like they they believe that they have an anti-cheat. Now we all know, based off of the things that Yanko's just prefaced right there, that it's not good enough to make players feel secure. Right, and there's obviously cheaters and stuff in Premier, and and there was cheaters before in matchmaking when you were playing for ranks and stuff. That's existed. That's always existed in Counter Strike. Always, will. and that's why with yeah, and that's the thing with online. That's why we can never really trust online, and we don't give it the same level of credence as we do to like a proper LAN event, right? But when you're dealing with these type of events and professional teams are playing in these qualifiers, then it starts to open a whole different can of worms. And that's not even talking about the best. Look, if we did best of threes for all this, it would take fucking years to get these qualifiers done, right? So I can understand why at certain stages of these tournaments, we need to have the best of ones. But when there's issues with the anti-cheat and whatnot, that is a problem. But you've, you've, you've pointed out the crux of the issue here, Yanko. Why would anybody else build an anti-cheat in in this space, everyone is just going to use FaceIt. Before it was North America used ESEA, um, Europe used FaceIt, and then Australia used, I think, mainly ESEA. I, I think in Asia they use that five play or whatever it is, five E, whatever that thing is, right? So there's different strokes for different folks, but to have a competitor that is actually going to be something that a company could make money out of, it's few and far between that the use case is there, right? The use case is only there 
now because of the the major being on. And I don't I, I I don't blame PGL for not wanting to give the money to EFG to use their their system. Like I can understand that from the the business perspective, but it just it kind of but leaves a bad taste also, in people's mouths. I guess this I I don't think that I don't think the disorganization even reflects on on PGL overall of these qualifiers, right? Like this isn't going to hurt PGL. There's no motivation for PGL to do that. You know what I mean? Like nobody's yeah, sitting here. Be- same, yeah, but that's the ne- same thing. Like saying the RMRs for the Paris Major are Blast's fault because, but they're the ones who hired these people. They outsourced them. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. They, they, You pick. No, the con- I think the it companies. ultimately is their responsibility. I just don't think that that ever gets there in the public complaints. Yeah, down I don't way. think it actually reaches all the way to PGL. Everyone's just like this challenger modus is some bogus shit. Like well, it, in a week and a half, everyone will forget about this shit, right? Yeah. Because the closed qualifiers will be finished and the next thing will be on land and then this will just all be something of the past. And these things that are cropped up, they haven't even really turned into massive things. Sure, it's been like, you know, there's been a few different Reddit threads or, you know, there's been some some people posting stuff. There's some stuff that I saw where they were like, I'm pretty sure Movistar got a, accused of using some like uh, team select bug or some shit. Yeah, like, so Jesus yeah, yeah, I saw a clip. It wasn't. I didn't. I didn't see the Movistar one, but I know like I saw it, and I think that one of the stages of the European one where yeah, in like the pistol round, someone went to team select on ancient, and the team select like graphic shows up like it shows up like above donut, and your audio goes to that point on the map as well. So when they heard nobody was like, or when they heard footsteps rushing towards a main in the first ten seconds of pistol round, they wrote everyone from the b-bomb site to think, be at the a-bomb site like because yeah, yeah i i think someone fact-checked it though jason they watched like the demo and they okay. like they were basing it off of like the mid smoke or whatever right but we'll never like yeah I'm, we'll never I don't actually accuse anybody of anything yeah, yeah. but that's what that was that what you said there is what was being suggested in that tweet about it but that's that's more of this like um you know this but this, but this is the point unless unless valve is going to like there's there's no fixing this stuff unless valve is going to come out and say we are going to use face it we'll pay the bill to use this for the rmrs which they won't do um there's no way or, that's them saying or that doesn't work the other side of things is to is why like Again, I, I don't know like the, the back end of this kind of stuff very well, but like, isn't there a world where this all gets organized through through Valve's matchmaking? Can't they like code this into the client so you sign up through the client and you get matchmaking servers get oh, assigned to you? Come on, Jason, well, where are you living right now? This is this is oh, the other solution. Like, you, name another solution. Did you have some fucking mushrooms at that wedding. What the fuck did you do, bro? <laughs> name 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 another solution. What maybe thirty years no, from but- now? I'm, yeah, no, I'm just, just saying these are the solutions, Jason. No, it's not realistic because we know they're not going to put the effort in, but it is realistic in a practical sense. The solution oh, is yeah. the solution is use a fucking competent platform or like a of which of which there is of which there is one which is a direct competitor to most of the tournament organizers so the solution hey, now is listen use your i don't give a fuck about five little kids <laughs> who want to make the major and Val's dream that, they, that there's going to be five high school kids who are going to go and win the major it's not going to happen it's going to be one of the five pro teams but that's their dream so if that's your fucking dream then make sure they have a decent chance to qualify with no cheating in the yeah. open qualifiers with no cheating if that's your main goal about this game and that's what you want to promote then make TOs that are going to that you're going to give the major to that should be your focus on it shouldn't it everything else is just like any other tournament it's like you have professional teams like it's we don't have five guys just showing up without like you know support outside of what bad news eagles is that like the one uh example that we had over the last couple of years yeah i think so 
that were orgless, but you know, sustained themselves with sticker money, right? So that's the only example that you had of that. So if that's your, if that's so important to you, then in the pitch or in with you choosing who you're going to give the major to, put extra emphasis on that. Well, I think we've we've been thinking about this all wrong, right? We've been thinking about how can we how can we limit like the cheating possibilities. Instead of that, why don't we just let everybody cheat? Oh, okay. Here right. we go. Yeah. Because if everybody's cheating, pounce on everyone's on Pounce on him the way you pounce on me. Get him. Get in there. Yeah, he's obviously yeah. not Is he taking mushrooms at the... Is he... He's obviously not serious. Like, you were actually serious. That's the problem. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. Why, why, was it, why is it such a crazy thing to say this should be organized with more of a hand from Valve? That should Jason, be. That's like me saying that I want to win the lotto. That like, should not. On, that should not be as crazy of a statement as you guys are making it out to be. <laughs> but it is. Why? Yeah, but it just God. is. Hooksy should also uh, ban gotta... Vertigo as the third map, you know. But that doesn't happen. It should. <laughs> why do I know why those why these things don't happen, Jason? <laughs> they just don't happen. You know they're not going to happen, despite knowing the consequences. Yeah. Jason, get only because only because y'all on. have written it off. Only if everyone's written it Send off, then of email, course. It's oh yes, the power of prayer, Jason. Back to that. <laughs> if you all just pray really hard, get on our knees, right? No, uh, but the point of this is this. Well, maybe we have this. To. This whole this whole qualification qualification process has been such a mess and so disorganized, and it and it it really like it shouldn't be like this at all moving forward. Like it can't be like this every single time a tournament organizer outside of EFG runs a major. I think one like of it, the problem one of the problems is also like even Chad, I think Chad even said it. It's like it's kinda people have accepted it. Like as soon as you heard where it's going to be held, like you were expecting it to be a shit show. Why are yeah. we contending ourselves with shit shows? Not us, fuck us. We are nobodies in, in this equation. Why are the players agreeing to this? But it was even the time with some of the matches, it's right? Like they um, don't have CSPPA like anymore, so it's like how can they even object to <laughs> this shit? You guys fucking crack me up. <laughs> what? What do you mean, man? <laughs> what do you want, Jason? Because like four episodes ago, we talked about the RMRs. It was announced that it was going to be in uh, in uh, where was it? Mongolia. Last year? No, the the Americas RMR. Well, Monterey, Mexico. Yeah, and I said it's going to be a shit show again. We have to understand it's good. There's going to be more issues, and y'all were fucking yeah, but up we in can't arms. Do anything y'all about were fucking it. up in arms, and now four episodes later, you're like, no, we just have to accept it. We know what it's going to be. We know no, what's I'm, going to happen. No, I'm no. not saying you. Ha- I'm saying the opposite. Are you even listening to me? I'm like, why are the players <laughs> accepting it? They shouldn't be accepting. They should say we're not going to play on this shit. I don't want to have fucking lags as I'm playing. I don't want to have pink spies. I don't want to have timeouts. People have been timing out in rounds, like three, four rounds in a row. Like, why would you ever just say no? If there were a players union, they should make it like sort of a demand that it is on face it. Not because face it is like, doesn't matter who owns it. Like, it's because it's the only one that could actually pull it off with minimal issues. Here's the thing. Here's the fucking here. Here's the long and the short. Or of fucking this whole build a new one and do shit. it on the new one. I don't care. <laughs> the player union situation. You build here it, it, Jason. <laughs> you fucking wait, code that wait, shit. Wait, wait. What is code what that is, shit for Valve, Jason? What is more likely, <laughs> Valve stepping in and actually doing something to improve the qualifiers, or a players union getting all the players together to organize a players in union. some way? <laughs> a players union. This is the last time. Unfortunately, this is the last time I say this. Union. This is the last time I say this. The only time. <laughs> That there will ever be a functioning players' union 
is if the players bite the bullet, sacrifice some of the money they earn, come together and make their own union. You cannot have something made by a third party where you don't contribute anything because you have absolutely no stake in it. If you want to be represented as a body, as a group, you need to actually have a solid front, a united front as that group. And until the players decide to do that, they will never be in a position where they have any bargaining power because they will be beholden to the tournaments that they play in and the organizations that they're a part of that are ones that pay their bills. So until they do that, which hasn't happened to this point, and it's not going to happen when they just let people proxy it with the CSPPA type shit, then we will find ourselves in this scenario. And then if they don't give enough fucks to do it themselves, then why the fuck should we? And also, Chad, they need a fucking reality check. Instead okay. of making a fucking CSPPA with the top 10 teams in the world or whatever sitting on that fucking council as if they as, as if they're Littlefinger or some bullshit like you need to and asking for business class fights for everything and seven star hotels maybe look at the shit that actually matters and stop being so fucking greedy your demand should be about like the things that you need to play the game properly and have like a basic level of you know so that you're not being fucked out of having decent accommodation and travel and all of that shit but not asking for outrageous shit and wanting like a bigger piece of a pie that's still too small and where you already have the biggest fucking piece through your salaries through your all other bullshit so if it can work but they need to have a reality check and understand what's important and what's not important or just stop being fucking delusional stop they being fund delusional it, they could fund it themselves and the way it could work because not everybody gets paid the same right as if it was a percentage of their salary so like if if it was just everybody it was just a percentage of their salary let's say it was I, i'm gonna throw a number out there and i don't really know what would actually be feasible to make this a possibility but let's say it was just one percent of everybody's salary who was involved right one percent of, of every single player that was in it opt in to be and have the representation of the player union. You have to give one percent of your salary every year to the players union, right? That's that would be the way to fund it. And then, it, you know, everybody would be able to opt in and pay that fee. And it, if you're a player who only gets paid a really small salary, you can still be a part and be represented. You're obviously just paying uh, that percentage of whatever your salary would be, right? And then that would be one way that everybody could be a part of it. And then it wouldn't be this club at the top, which is just the top teams looking out for the top teams' interests. It would be something that is actually to represent all players on a semi to professional level who are earning money through CS and are happy to contribute and be part of that. Because that was the biggest problem with the CSPPA, as you pointed out, is it only represented such a small group of players. It didn't represent the bigger picture of all Counter-Strike players. And everybody has the same dream. And we know this is a short career. And we know this is something that is like, uh, you know, you have to dedicate your life to it. All of those things exist. But they the problems exist for different players at different levels. And it would be nice if everybody could be uh, represented because it's, it's important. Like I, I never, I, I wouldn't call myself a union man. We don't have a, we don't have a union as talent. I don't think we could ever come together and make it happen. But uh, of course we could. The players, well, that's a different topic. <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. another day. It's been tried. Uh, shit for another day. Yeah, drop, drop the fire or room on bomb. I room think room on bomb. Yeah, one of the two. Bomb the yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like that. that was that was mad. I actually, you know, I actually don't even think a, a player like any kind of a players association would help these RMR qualifiers in any way. No, nah, probably not. I mean, even if even if like you had fifty teams that all came together and said that, they'd be like, okay, we had a thousand teams signed up for this for this qualifier. Yeah, if you don't yeah, want to play, yeah, unlucky. See, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the way you do, no, the way you do it is those teams say uh, we won't play in the main tournament if the open qualifiers aren't done in a certain. You know what I mean? Like for them, they're not. You know, liquid. Okay, liquid is. I don't know. Fucking. 
G2 isn't in the open qualifier, but it will come to the part of the event where they're playing. And that's which event they won't play. But that's the problem. It only affects these teams and players when it affects these teams and players. And that's one of the issues that I think we have, right? Is it's, um, you know. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, one, like, one like, I mean, yeah, but it's like the bleed thing is like, we didn't even know this was an issue until a team that actually had the ability to make, you know, get a significant Some ruckus. Yeah. Dent in, yeah. in the public relations realm <laughs> brought it up, you know? but they didn't qualify anyway. They played yeah. three qualifiers and they didn't make it. They lost to enterprise on the last well, little attempt. Oh, single and time. shout out, shout out to Hooksy as well. That had to be such a feel good tweet when he sent that out. Oh. See, like mine, mine was like Banterfield when Kassad wasn't there. We we're meant to have him and Yanko at the award show. I was going to get him on the couch for a conversation. Mine, what did I tweet? Where is it here? I thought, I thought mine was good, and I knew Kassad could take this a little bit. He tweeted, uh, "Due to obligations with my team, I missed the Atria Award Show. Sadly, I was really looking forward to it, uh, but we need to use uh, all the time we have to prepare the, for the fourth qualifier and what's coming next." And I tweeted saying, "Another event, bleed aren't checking into. I wanted to get Kassad on the couch." Right, and and I thought that one was just that one was nice. Yeah. That wasn't, but yeah. then Hooksy's gone. He's fucking gone for the left, right. Good night. Oh, he took Kassad's tweeted. Kassad's tweeted today. Kassad's put out a tweet. Let me see if I can find it here. He said, he's "Been tweeting uh, a lot these days for God <laughs> knows what <laughs> reason." But he said, "The war continues, Mister Nielsen." Uh, and Mister Nielsen would be Hooksy, Hooksy's uh, last name, Rasmus Nielsen. Uh, so the the battle still rages on here. No, he's not done uh, yet. He's not done yet. So, Hooksy, who is in the RMR, uh, but I guess now that Kassad's not on a team, I mean, now that Kassad is on a team, he can't. the only way he can talk shit is with Ws. So, And that's going to be difficult, apparently. So, <laughs> an extreme 2.0. won't be able to talk a lot of shit in, Wait, any, if we, in any near future, bro. I'll tell you we, that. It, if we zero in it, since this, since this is like a big talking point, like does this ha- does this uh, give you any like long term concern for the? Does this change your view of the bleed project? Is this like it's too early or it was very early? Like it's not a huge deal. We're just going to move changing on. Changing players as soon as the major is over. Like as soon I don't as even they- think I was in on this team at any point. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I think we even like touched on that, saying in case they don't qualify or don't make it like at the to the RMR or to the major, or whatever. Like they would be looking for upgrades. I feel like for sure. Probably in the opping department. Who could have guessed that? Well, Cirque was all right in some of the games I watched. Oh, come on, man. No. (laughs) Did you watch the games? Like, with intent? Or were you like, was it open on a pad? And you're like, look at the score. And you see his score. Bro, he doesn't have it. He does not have it. Like, I was watching some of the games with intent. And his decision making is exactly what you would think it was going to be for a player that's played for a couple of years with no focus and no, like, whatever. It was just there and, like, playing and going... That was going through the motions and then was back playing pugs with his friends or even if it were maybe some FPL in there or whatnot. It's just... It's not, like, moves that will work in Tier 2 Counter-Strike, maybe even in Tier 3 Counter-Strike. It's just... Gun, gun to your head, though, Yanko. Yes. Gun to your head. You have to take Breeze or Cirque. Who are you taking? I'll oh, kill myself. Shit. Just pull the trigger. <laughs> but yeah, I would still take Breeze over Surely him. I, so. don't know. I would take Breeze no! over him. I would take no. Breeze over him, bro, because I can fucking, I don't know, do what to him. I can't have my opera be a liability. I can have no, a yeah, shit. Okay. I, no. can, I played with Kassad my whole career. I can have a rifle who can't do anything. Oh, I can't believe he's done <laughs> that. I can't believe he's done that. No, but no, I'm not taking Cirque over anybody, bro. I'm putting you in Chad over Cirque. Like on the off, I'm in. 
Soul. I'm on the. Can I, just let me scout. I want the movement speed, and mate. Think, let me just keep zooming it's around. It's interesting. I think I was thinking about this, right? O- obviously, a big problem was the main problem for Bleed was they formed too late the lineup. Oh yeah, and it yeah, was. But it was hard. And if a hard it, and if it were at least some guys who played together, some of them on the team, you have five players who never played with each other, one with the other. You know, like five individuals in, and Kasad coming back to coach after a long time but also the first time he has to be the gm too which is also very yeah, much very much different and also changes a little bit because you're the one who did the negotiating with the players changes a little bit of that dynamic oh yeah i didn't think about that i That's know if maybe yeah. you were a little bit tough in the negotiations now you're coaching them and you know they're unhappy and you know why they're unhappy that's also you but a different part or side of you so to speak right in a in a professional sense so I think that made it really difficult, but still, you know, which were they lost to what some enterprise team this time? Another time it was some also team full of no namers that they lost. And two out of the three qualifiers, they get eliminated on overpass. Why are you playing overpass with a new team with five new players? Just play fucking Mirage, Inferno, um, I don't know, fucking maybe Nuke, maybe not Nuke, probably Ancient, right? Some of the maps where. It's a little bit if if they're team maps, it's a little bit easier to get protocols in, or maps like obviously Mirage, where it can be a lot to individual plays and some aggression and, and whatnot. Why are you playing overpass? Especially because the big problem on overpass in games compared to practice is that in practice everyone is like pushing you and like challenging you, and that makes it very hard for you to do your thing. But in official games, people play a little bit more passive and then it's a little bit more easier maybe to do things, you know, but when you play randoms, they're still going to do, you know, unpredictable shit and that's going to be really tough for you to, to deal with. So I don't know really why that was the decision they took, but I think ultimately it's kind of on bleed because they wanted to get into CS too late. If this was all done like a month earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And also, yeah, I don't. I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts first before we move on. No, to the, I, I get to it. The next I think bit the timeline's the timeline's really important, right? Because I think it puts so much pressure, and obviously, like with Kassad being on the desk and with all the EG stuff that went down, and obviously the Hooksy stuff that went down, there's a spotlight on Kassad, and there's obviously a spotlight on some of those players. Like Longs, for example, is someone who we think is a bit of a prospect coming forward. Hampers having another opportunity to try and in-game lead. Obviously, the Cirque storyline. So we have all these things, and there's a lot of eyes on them, and it's a, an organization that we know has money entering the space. So there's so much pressure to perform on such a short timeline that it feels like it's destined to go wrong from the beginning, right? Like the, the, I don't think they would have made the major. I, I, I didn't have faith in that being the case whatsoever. But it's catastrophic to not go from the open to the closed, at least, uh, and, and get a chance to contend against bigger names because they're losing to teams that are considered somewhat nobodies, right? If they went to the closed and they're losing to Spirit or Cloud9 or something like that, it's like, okay, well, they're losing against names that we know. But because they're stuck in this washing machine of like tier two, tier three online Counter-Strike and these qualifiers and best of ones, and you know, you're talking about the map pool and stuff, I think like obviously that's for consideration, but it, it was always going to be this massive fucking battle and when i was talking with this organization to try and make um uh when i when i was uh yeah talking to this organization to try and make like an australian team to get that together when the timeline wouldn't work out and we i couldn't get like players i wanted and stuff it just it was like now nah, well i don't think that i could put a team that i that could perform together 
for you. So I was like, I, I, you shouldn't do this now. Like, you shouldn't spend the money. You shouldn't do this right now. And uh, like you said, if Bleed wanted to get involved and you know they they pushed for this, then you kind of have to make do with the best you can. And like, the, there's not necessarily a huge amount of blockbuster signings that Kassad was able to pick up at the end of the day, which is disappointing for Kassad because I'm sure you know he had these big dreams and big hopes that he could push something together. But you saw from his tweets talking about agents making quite difficult or some players' demands and whatnot. So there's just so many factors that go into this and the community loves a team to hate or some individuals to hate. That's just kind of, you know, people get off on it. That's, that's the way it goes. And at the moment, Bleed is Bleed's that name. Bleed is that team that is to be looked at in that fashion. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a shame, but I don't know. I just it is what it is in my mind. Yeah, yeah, I think that that nails it pretty much. I, I'm I'm struck by. I mean, you guys talk about like the pressure put on a team, and because I feel like Kassad's like found like a middle ground between how Henry did things uh, with how with how transparent and public he was with salaries, and I think Kassad's finding like a middle ground in that transparency. And I think even that on the back end, and also because Kassad as as desk talent was a little bit of like a polarizing figure too. Like I think we're seeing a lot that there's that this is adding a lot of pressure when your GM is kind of this open and this kind of public and this outspoken, I think it's a very tough, tough way to to ride and, and run a team, to be honest. Like, I like the transparency, but I can only imagine how much more pressure it puts on players when... If it was a winning team doing it, right? Like, let's say it was Vitality who did it and they're coming out and doing it and they're winning. Then then that's like, they're already in the pole position. They're already considered a, a great team. But I think two, two situations, you look at the Cloud9 scenario with Henry, it's a team put together. Uh, from nothing, right? And the same scenario here with with yeah. Bleed. Um, and they don't have a foundation. So, like, you're at the bottom, but you know you can always go. You can always go deeper down that hole. And, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a weird situation too, because like it's almost in some sense. I, like I, I don't know if saying it's a good thing is is the right way to phrase it, but like it is giving attention to an org that probably wouldn't have a whole lot of people talking about it otherwise right like it is kind sure. of it is kind of giving the org and the team publicity that you like to have because you want people to care and be invested whether it's your team winning or losing you want that you want that engagement from the fans but man it's 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 obviously not not giving positive uh it's not influencing this team positively in any way at the moment yeah but i just think there's so many factors that go into it before we even get to like yeah. you know just the pr and whatnot so yeah it I, I don't know. Like, I don't have a lot to comment on as far as their, their game, like style or anything like that. I, the, I don't have anything to say in, in that regard. I just think now what, you know, what comes next? Well, it feels like what comes next is they're going to play in this China qualifier, right? Yeah, and Chengdu. then other than that, I guess it's just online events. Maybe because the name value that you we were just discussing, um, maybe that would get them some invites but, to certain online tournaments maybe you'd hope too that know. this was like this was kind of like factored into this like as you guys have mentioned if you're putting together a team like like probably a little bit too close to the qualifiers you have to have like in the back of your head we might not actually qualify and then is this a lineup that we have enough pieces to where we can move forward around a core like i think obviously with the team looking at it now hampus cypher and probably lounks are three players that you kind of want to see if you can cypher struggled a bit yeah, but like, you know, you kind of brought him on for potential. You know, the skill is there. You know, the talent is there. Other areas in which he has to improve. But in my mind, that'd be the three players that you're like, that's that's what we want to build around moving forward. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's hard. <clears throat> for first thing, like for this roster current of bleed, I don't 
have high hopes for anything. Why? Because, well, obviously the major is the main goal. Like that's why you formed the roster. So now probably you're aware and the players themselves that some changes will be made after the major. So sure, they'll probably, I mean, you know, they're getting paid anyway, so they'll be playing things, whether it's stuff like CCT and some of those online cups where it's qualifiers for some of the events, but I'm not sure how much success they will have because, you know, just the fact that things will most likely change, like what, two months from now, two and a half, yeah, I guess two months from now. So, you know, even in practice and in all these games, how much are you are some of these guys really going to put in the effort and how much focus will they have playing? It will major ends on the 31st of March, right? So what's going to happen there is there'll be a residual couple of months after the major where some teams will be in positions where they feel like they can make changes and some won't because a week after the major ends is Chengdu. And then like a week or two after that is Proly. So it doesn't stop really. There's like the showdown in there somewhere. There's just events that are going to keep coming. So depending on how big certain teams are looking for roster changes, I guess for a team like Bleed, it doesn't matter because they won't be in those events that I just highlighted, right? So for them to be able to try and make more drastic changes is fine. Try and pick up what pieces become available and try again. That's okay for them to have a crack at. But if you look at an already established team, they might make like one or two player changes, which I guess is fine for them to go into a pro league with that and then they can use that as practice and whatnot. Well, Because there's a long lead time to the next major. And all, well, also, I guess maybe this is a little bit too detailed because I don't, I don't have this knowledge on hand, but what are, what are the rules for an IEM in terms of qualifying? Like what happens if Bleed qualifies, the close qualifier for, for Europe for Chengdu is what, like in February, middle of February? Well, they have to play the, I think they play the open stuff tonight. Or tomorrow night, There's, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night was when they're playing it. Yeah, but I mean, like the actual close qualifier to decide if you go or not is in February. So let's just say they, they make it all the way through the open qualifiers and the close qualifier and they qualify with this lineup. If they want to make changes after the major, are they even able to with like a roster lock or with... I think so. There are I, rules I don't know for how that. Drastic, I, but yeah, I, think, I don't know, I I don't know what they like, are entirely. Probably the basic one is like if three, three players, players stay, yeah. then you're fine. Yeah. If not, then it's up to ESL to review. Like yeah. they can still grant it to you or they can give it to the next team in the qualifier. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, that's going to go for a lot of names though, I think. I, Fnatic, NIP. Yeah. I mean, the the post-major, you know, time frame of roster changes is always crazy. So I imagine it's going to be very, very similar again after, yeah. after COVID. But I have to say, man, I don't like, I don't know what, I don't like what Kassad is doing like on, on Twitter. It's, the PR side of things? With the tweets? Yeah, because it's like, I can understand that maybe he feels from how outspoken he was on the desk that now he needs to do some of these things to sort of, I don't know what. And the first on this like tr- schedule, the bootcamp schedule tweet that he did today, the first, the, the top reply is KRL, the French streamer who's saying, no one cares, <laughs> you failed qualification. Not a big deal with the time you have, move on. Which to be honest is probably how I feel about it. Like, you know, who cares? Bro, what's your schedule? Like, spirit of transparency. What transparency? Like, you're trying to tell us, like, you practiced for this? Like, it's not like for the lack of trying that you did this? Like, yeah, who the fuck wouldn't be practicing for this or trying, you know? We'd hope everybody would have a schedule. Yeah, like, exactly. Something like this, right? And, uh, and ultimately, I also agree with him. The only thing that matters is fucking results. And that doesn't even necessarily have to mean, like, their results now that they failed to qualify. Like, over a longer period of time. Like, and again, he said the good thing. 
not surprising, you know, considering how late the team formed and how new the team is and, and what the roster is, right? It's not a huge deal for that it sort of happened. You know, it's not like if Liquid hadn't made it or, or something along those lines. So, like, I don't understand what he's, like, getting from this. Like, you are excusing... Like, you're, you're doing this for your fans because, you know, I, I know Kassad feels like... Uh, in general, his his thought process is, you know, you have a responsibility to the fans that these are the people who, you know, like you would say in sports, pay the tickets and pay your salaries. So you have like a responsibility to them. But I don't think that pertains showing them that you practiced now. Like, I think it, it, it should go without saying that, yeah, teams are like you're doing the work, but no one cares. You could be doing everything right. And then the games come along. And you qualify. Like I don't think, for example, that EG wasn't practicing hard throughout the the last like how many, however years it was yeah, that yeah. they didn't. Sure. I know yeah, for yeah, a fact. Yeah. We know for a fact they were doing boot camps in Europe, extensive boot camps, this and that. They tried a lot of things when it comes to that, but they just couldn't win games. Are their fans going to? Did their fans feel good about that team because of that? No, it's like a fucking competitive environment in which you're we're in like the results ultimately are the same way in which if you had half as many practices but you qualified no one would give a fuck bro don't practice if you can win games you know like you only do it to get better so you could win right but if you find a way to win whichever way you find to to do that that's all people will ever care about your results speak for yourself everything else is just sort of Either making Uh-oh. excuses or trying Jason? to like present. Yeah, I'm here. Whoa. Is Janko lagging? Uh, no, I think that's you. Yeah. Uh, sorry, everybody, All I'm right. lagging. <laughs> well, you're not right now. Maybe you just lag for a second there. But yeah, I so, lost. I lost everything, and we just went dead so, quiet. Uh, I'm sorry. And you know, now he's like in between of uh, posting about his team, but also posting some stuff about the scene. Right? I think he needs to sort of just. Ignore all the noise. He's going to get a lot of noise because he was outspoken when he was talent. And just, bro, just fucking focus on the team. And, you know, stay off, not stay off of Twitter uh, necessarily. Yeah, I know what you mean. I wonder I wonder if this is just going a little bit too far because he was like the guy on like the talent team and on, during content lunch stumping about how to properly run a team. And he's trying to show how much work so what? organization I know, but so I, I'm, not, I'm not justifying it. I'm I understand, just saying, I, Jason, I but you a... are. I'm picking on you today. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the bully now. You're back in elementary school, you know, and we're making you eat the dirt again. Um, yeah. Or whatever. Oh, was don't eat the dirt, Jason. Yeah. It's not good for you. Try not to. I was talking about licking it. I can't remember. Never mind. But the thing is, it's like, so what? He's going to do all this shit, and then when they haven't won anything, let's say... Uh, nine months from now, six months from now, and everything's gone to shit, like, oh, he will have that as, well, we were doing everything right. Right, is that what's supposed to happen? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I would assume he's not using it as an excuse. I think he's actually just doing it from a place of trying to show what it is, what the job is on the back end to a community that that really kind of underrates and underestimates how much that GMs and, and coaches do for teams. Um, but I just think I think you're hitting the nail on the head in, in the way that it's just proving to be more of a distraction at the moment than, than anything. You I know, can being, understand you yeah. doing that when you're not on a team, right? 
Like, sure, like say, saving it for like you know that information. His, yeah, his yeah, tenure yeah. finishes and whatever, and then he says, "Okay, this is how our this is our document." Now, then he tweets the document and says, "This is how our schedule used to look like when we practice, and well, you're giving Graham, insights to fans." Graham's given out some stuff, right? But his is yeah. more from like, "Oh, this is how many days we're away from home." These yeah, that travel, that travel thread he did was crazy. But he's he's the he's the general manager of the team. He's not the coach of the team, right? So Casad yeah. doing both, like. Yeah, I, and I'll I, tell you, I, I could, I could and they had, give, and they had a solid end of the year. I could <laughs> so give my fucking right arm, okay, that Graham's team would never have missed check-in, ever. Yeah, but that's because Graham Messioso motherfucking Pitt was one of the OG league ops getting it done, double thumbs up. He don't miss shit, Yanko. Yeah, dude, because he's on top of his shit. Like when he tells me, so I talk to him like about something, he's telling me, yeah, well, we... I, if this team, this team like needs to lose one game and the other team to win one game, and then we're in the play-in for like this event, yeah, he or, knows all the points. Can, and he shit, knows right? like yeah. the points from his head, you know, like on yeah. the top of his head, he knows like how it works because that's kind of his job. Because he needs to plan the other shit around that event and the other events. Is he gonna say yes? Is he gonna say no? Are you gonna go to a boot camp? Are they not? Keep try to manage all those fucking insane travel days and 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 try to make travel easier on his on his players right to help them perform and all this shit like that's what someone who's great at their at their role do you know yeah 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 i'm with you Have because we, i think i don't know I, I just wish like you can't i think for Casad it was like even in cologne the whole thing like with hooks it's like you can't expect to dish it out right and then for it not to happen to you like when you're in that position, if you're going to put yourself out there, you have to deal with it. I think he's dealing with it the wrong way, to be honest. I think the best thing to do would just to be like, you know, people are going to write you that shit. Just hunker down. Try to make the team, which I think he's still doing, but just, you know, uh, focus on the team and trying to make some results. If you have results, what will anyone be able to say? Fuck exactly. all. Right? If you but- don't have the results, you can have all the motherfucking charts you want, bro. No one's gonna care. You'll get you'll just get more guys like KRL in your replies saying, We don't give a fuck. You you failed to qualify. We don't care. You're not at this tournament. We don't care. You haven't won a game in six months. You know? That's all you're gonna be getting in there. Because that's how it's going to feel. You it's not from your it's not up to you from a position of being a coach and a general manager to give transparency into how like that world works. And if you wanna give transparency to your fans, bro. Do a video series like at Bleeds YouTube and do those. Make like, a Discord. Do do that stuff. Or a disc- <laughs> yeah, do a Discord, man. Discord. Make a Discord Discord's man. fucking great. I love our Discord. When a guy will ask me if I think Keto is a great player, fuck no, bro. But <laughs> thanks for asking that question. You know, I'm I, there to answer. Need- I'll be there to answer. It's a simple no. It's also like, would you go like to? Would you be Kasad's assistant coach if you ask you? No. As well, or maybe, <laughs> I, or maybe I replied, "Hell no," it's one of the two. But you know, like, do it well, in a different medium instead of just going on fucking Twitter. Sure, we got two things from this though. So one, uh, we look forward to seeing Casad's uh, official reply to Yanko on Twitter, and Jason's and, uh, second mouth are full with dirt. <laughs> well, the second was going to be, and if Kassad, you need help setting up a Discord, Jason knows how to do it. So perfect, <laughs> we can come. That was a fun experience. I'd places. love to go through that again. Uh, well, you know, it's popping off. There was there was one in there today, or I don't know when it was posted, but someone um, 
said, uh, Sponge, did you fall for it when Simple said he was retiring? It's like, well, no, I knew, I knew why Simple was calling into the show. I just have to be an entertainer and, and I couldn't just go, okay, Simple, I know you're joking. Like, I, had to, I had to react in the moment. So uh, I, I did not believe that Simple was retiring. But um, What was his announcement, clear. actually? I, I saw the, the Twitter, uh, the Reddit headline of Simple retiring and I saw that it was a joke clip, but I didn't get to see what the announcement was. Was it his, his training so- platform? Yeah, that's the okay. one. That's the one. So the thing that he's he's working on, it's it's said uh, April twenty twenty four. So he just came on and said, "Look, he's been working on this uh, this this thing to educate Counter Strike players. We don't really know any more information which other is, than the the advert or the little the little sizzle reel that played." Which is ironic because I think Simple is like the one player over the years that we've all been like, if you would like to improve at the game of Counter Strike, don't do what Simple is doing. He breaks all the rules. <laughs> yeah. He's he's got yeah. a level of skill that lets him do things that you probably shouldn't do as the average player. And here he is. I with wonder the though. Platform. I wonder that how, though how like because obviously the way that Simple looks at the game is not like anybody else. So I'm really yeah. curious to see like the way that he presents the way he does look at the his game because I think yeah. that'd be like a super unique thing to be able to, to hear from the guy because you know we, we get the chance to speak to him at all the events and stuff and when we talk to him and he's talking about things it's like oh shit like that's how he looks at this or that's what he thinks here and stuff so it'd be it'd be interesting to see especially if he's trying to educate like a broader audience on the way that he's going to go about doing that so that that was the the little tease that he came on the the award show for which was it was cool to talk to him he was dressed up Jason he had a shirt on oh iron good I believe it was. It was a black shirt, so it's very easy oh, to yeah, hide the yeah, creases sure. on a black shirt. So Good for him. He, he, Smart you know, play. Yeah, he, he came on and mentioned that, so that was one thing. Um, someone else asked, uh, did you have any nicknames back when you were playing professionally, like Twist being called the Magician, for example? I, I don't think I had any nicknames. Probably not nice ones. Maybe in Australia people would have called me some some choice words. I think nicknames but, um, were really a thing back then when – you know. No, but especially not like from like the casting game, I, right? Yeah, like yeah. the way that we, I, yeah. I do remember uh, someone brought this up a couple of days ago on Discord. Um, uh, it was a similar topic. And then, for example, for Monesi being the baby god, then I said, I hate that. That's more. The Flash is much that's better. An you're you're yeah, right. Yes, I, I, I said that. And then one guy said, I actually hate those. I hate those names for them because they already have a nickname. His nickname is Monesi. <laughs> yeah so wow. doing, you know, no, it's a I, nickname squared that you're doing i get i get that i do under, but i think for some of them like it's it's cool for some of them it can, like because for monesty it fits he likes um naruto uh and <laughs> and there's a character that he told me that he likes very much and he goes by the yellow flash and monesty is very fast with the awp so the flash that's a cool nickname flash, yeah, I, yeah, like that's flash. I agree i agree I like the flash, flash is great the game and like zywoos yeah the ga- the, i don't the like chosen the chosen one, one. i think two. the game you don't is like better. that one i like the game better okay. because he, he was like born on the day of the release of the game right so that's kind of you know well it's it's the ones yeah. that ones that actually like feel like they have a tie-in to to the game itself where it's like you know twist the magician like do, uh, his, some of his magical plays where he makes something out of nothing well, his last name is van dolken yeah, yeah his last and, name and, is van and fucking dolken bro the the clutch minister for zippix as well is like you know yeah that's that, a good that, one that would made a lot of sense is at the time too so i, I mean, like it when people use architect with rain and have no idea i know i know <laughs> and they still do it every time i hear it i'm just like if you all only knew yeah that's always a fun maybe one day we can talk about that rain will have to be well retired by that point but maybe one day we can talk about that one no but there there are some good ones there are some that are are not so good um i liked the way that scrawny had uh when config and blame were both on astralis 
it was like Config the Berserker and uh, Blame F was the Boulder, which I thought was pretty good. Like then it was good alliteration that you could get away with there. I thought they, they were they were nice names to have for the two of them, especially with I think Berserker is great for play style. Berserker is great for Config as well. Oh yeah, well yeah, for multi multifaceted. That's that's true. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think the nickname game was was as strong once upon a time. And I think having those monikers are kind of well, they they can be important and they can also say a lot about a player depending on you know who it represents and whatnot and and there's definitely been some good ones over the years so um i get why some people don't like it because yeah they, they do already have a nickname i remember when i first came to the analyst side of things i was like no nah, i want to drop sponge i just want to go by chad and i was like well, and then people were like well that's a fucking stupid idea because everyone knows you're a sponge and i was like yeah fuck yeah fair enough, stupid I chad i remember saying that multiple times when yeah. you first came <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I could have just been Chad. But you're just YNK, which is just essentially Yanko. So yeah, exactly. yours is good. Yeah. You, you could have been the CHD. Prophet. Yeah, it could have been. Or or just added the A in there. That would have been fine too. It could have all worked out. How many Chads are there going around? There's not that many. No, it's not a it's not a it's not a popular name. No, well it's it, it's a very American <laughs> name, isn't it? Yeah, mm. I guess it is. And it used it used to be like back back when I was a kid, like the way that the Amer- they used it in shows and stuff was like Guys who were named Chad were normally like like a douchebag, like it was a bit of a dick, right? Now there's the Giga Chad, and it's all changed. Now it's getting used from a completely different context. So, yeah. yeah. And there was the um, Charlie's Angels. The Chad was great, you know. That was that was all right. That was wasn't too bad. That was uh, you know, people would would joke about that. That's that's about as far as my name really went. Sure. Um, yeah. Do we have any other Counter Strike stuff we wanted to talk about? The spring groups are revealed. That's still not for a while. Well, we'll or just the the teams that actually did make it to these so i had a list of that up the other day hold up i made a tweet of it um let me link it for you guys in in somewhere where can i uh, link it discord, discord chat. yeah in the vip chat or whatever no go to just, just hover over a recording and there's a little open chat speech bubble Fuck next to the suck. next to the little human with the plus sign oh, and okay. next to the yeah, yeah, settings yeah, gear yeah yeah, yeah 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 bang there we go nice um so in that tweet what do i have here i have um the teams who are already in which group and then if you scroll down you'll see the teams who got through the qualify one qualify two and qualify three so qualify one was x thunder flash which has like the one and only in demo there's polish lads fanatic koi okay movistar and entropic which is like tizian's team with uh people will probably know milky and marix qualify two was heroic yeah, they beat Blitz in that in the game to qualify that was their that was bleeds that's First when they were close. That's right, the best it. of three. Yeah. 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 Uh, Heroic Sinners, Ikla with uh, Mihu and Lekro, Pera, I think, which is a Hungarian team. Uh, Ecstatic the Danes, OG made it, Permita, which is more Polish gentlemen, uh, Morels and Veggie were the two names I saw there that were the most notable. And then Sink had uh, Fates and uh Jio, but we that guy used to play in namiga i'm pretty sure back when that lollipop 2k was there or whatever like that that seemed to ring a bell for me a little bit um so those were the more notable names from from that team as well so tonight is where qualifier four comes to its conclusion so tsm is still in the running zero zero nation is still in the running endpoint still in the mix um even i was just having a look even like so boomer demons have a bit more of an interesting team exist and uh Exist in Oliver playing this time around. Yeah, they yeah. a crack. Um, Parivision so this will is all be in going still. Parivision oh, is like in the same side of the bracket, like eyeballers. So it will. They probably will be between like the two of them. They play in the, in the. Wait, how many teams go 
from this one from each bracket four, only f- only oh, four. only four all right oh no no from each bracket here because this is broken up right so yes. only four teams in total will go so so two from bracket uh, a two from bracket b I think I, at some point the brackets like overlap. Converge. I just don't, yeah, I don't know exactly at what point they over because they have to. I think either for seeding purposes or oh for God, qualification what a purposes. Shit show, bro. Yeah, it's just there's so <laughs> exactly. many teams. I need a fucking PhD in physics to like figure out. You should out be loving bracket. this. You boys, you boys love your brackets and your formats. This is like heaven. Well, this one's wild though, Jason. Come on, man. Like, come on. Man. I hope Parivision make it because I think it's like one of the more interesting rosters that's that's up there. Um, who else has got a little bit of sauce on their name? Like, yeah, I think Is Alliance TSM still, still in, in it, it or are they out? Yeah, yeah TSM still in it. From your list, I'm like looking at the stuff. Um, so because there's on on the on the website there's Secret? bracket A and bracket B. Are they still in it? I don't know if they're still in it. Secret That's bait. Annika's team. Endpoint is out, I right? Think, I think now nah, Endpoint's still in. Okay, so Godsent and Bleed are out, and others uh, are probably still in. How is out? Yeah. Sprout lost today, right? Or last night? Sprout are out. When do those yeah. matches start? Uh, I think 6 p.m. Okay, so like that an hour and a half. Namiga's still in. Yeah. Yeah, an hour and a half. So, yeah, and that'll all conclude at some point tonight. Um, and then like a day off. And then after that, I'm pretty sure that IEM China qualifies yeah. start. So, uh, and that's also online. So, it's just like there's so much Counter-Strike to start the year. And then Monday next week is when the Blast groups begin. And there's some yeah. really interesting matches there. But we can talk about that closer to the – they Blast announced the, the, the matchups groups, and groups yeah, today. Yeah, I was looking at that earlier. I should have looked at the format though. So, I, I didn't – I didn't read what the actual format is going to be. Four teams per group. They're, are they GSL brackets? And uh, best okay. of three double elimination group stage to kick things up. Group winners uh, go to the sprint so what, final. Top two go through? Run, runners up. Top one? Uh, group winners secure a sprint final spot. So I guess it'd be four, one from each group, and then the runners up. This, this up actually has spots. some stakes then. Yeah. <laughs> this is, and it, and, the, and the, the, the um, third place decider actually... Well, it's not the third place decider; it's the second place decider. No, it's actually uh, also has some stakes. Yeah, it's excited to see that, that there can actually be some, some, yeah, some, some excitement in this. There's stakes in this because if you, if in the initial group you don't come second, you're completely eliminated. Thank God. And then if you do come second in the group, you play in another single elimination bracket to decide the last two spots. That's actually fucking sick. So hopefully, OG Gamer Legion, NIP, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to. I want to say we're big, supposed to be talking about this at a later date. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, say okay. Hold up. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I'm yeah, getting yeah. excited to see those teams get eliminated. Um, <laughs> why am I like this? <laughs> you are I'm evil. Sorry, you already evil. said it at the start of the show. You're yeah. forgiven. I did preface this within the first 30 seconds of the show. So you're emo. Jason has a child, and I'm talking about Kassad. It explains everyone's mood perfectly. What else happened in the Counter Strike world? We were all off this weekend. Uh, Semphis posted that um, that bug where he had a player walking oh, yeah, from lockers so to yard and they, they can't see the guy crossing. I was like, what the fuck? And someone else That's built the upon it. Bugs it, it, fixed. it even works with like uh, M4s and rifles. So they don't know if it's like the glass that changes things or the scope from the op. Like it could be it could be any number of things. That's Did you see that, that Yanka? What? I'll link it. I'll link it. The, the, that the bug. Semphis? Yeah, 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 I saw it. Yeah. That's the type of shit that like needs to be fixed and now, but we haven't had any updates. So I wonder if after, there's only one day between the end of the closed qualifier, I mean, the end of the open qualifier and the start of the closed qualifier. So I don't even know if they get an update out. Like, 
Fuck. And then the, the monocy bug that he found, whereas if you're on yellow on vertigo and you scope through the floor, like through the wall, you can see fucking over towards middle and B. We were looking at it today when I was playing some pugs. It's like, what the fuck? Who was like, it? Who was it that found the bug where you can self boost onto the rafters on nuke from top? Monacy is. Oh no, that was Rez. Yeah. Monacy found one where you can get like on top of hut from like hut door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like it's 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 time. Yeah. These things need to get fixed asap. ASAP. Yeah. And th- but this is the thing. Like the rules will say like that stuff's like kind of pixel walks and whatnot, right? Like so, they you feel like it should be covered, but fuck me, like. I guess these are the little issues that have been happening overall. I um, I removed the uh, the D sub tick binds from my config. Um, I don't know if it's made any difference or not. I was botting out hardcore today, like mega level bot mode. Sorry, right. so I can bot brain. <laughs> What'll happen? You're, you're, you're mid thirties. It's you're gonna have a couple of days like that. Some days are just fucking rough, and I just want yep. I just want to leave and never come back. I want to take the computer down to the sea and I drop it you. in, and just never, just never even turn it on again and cry myself to sleep. How dark should we go? We can go pretty dark. That was that was a nice warm up. Well, yeah. Well, we've done uh, an hour and thirty four minutes, boys. Are we happy with that? Do we want to keep going? I don't think we, I don't think we got anything else right now. The, the RMRs happy, have been the like big the, thing going on, so I mean we've we've covered that. And we spoke about Kassad for about forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, we gave Kassad a good chunk of time. His, his yeah, Kassad, PR strategy is working. Kassad, you won another award. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, that wasn't fucking awkward at all, was it? Jesus fucking Christ. I haven't watched any of the, like, stream, actually. I was just there experiencing it. Why was it awkward? Living in the moment. Because we're doing the Community Awards, Jason, on the couch, which is essentially the fan-voted awards, right? Okay, yeah. And it's me and Prof on the couch doing the awards. So we do the first one. It's the event award and Blast wins and Frederick and Adam come up and we're... uh, Sorry, Andrew, not Adam. My apologies. Andrew comes up and we're, we're having a conversation and Andrew makes a joke about their trophy immediately and we do that one and then, okay, next one, we move on. Um, I think we draw that one and three clicks wins and he comes up and he, I like, because I DM'd, Prof was like, yo, can you DM three clicks and see if you'll come to the event? And I DM'd him, he never replied. And then eventually he got in contact. I was so surprised to see him there. But three clicks was like, I think he was actually genuinely blown away that he had won the award because you think about the type of content he does and how hardcore HLTV's audience is. I think Three Clicks does awesome content. But yeah, he won that one. Then the next one we did was um, Streamer. Streamer and Owner Pixel won that one. He was all dressed up. Donna was there to get the award for him and whatnot. And then the final one, it's me. So I have to like give the envelope over towards Prof because I, I didn't know who had won that award by any stretch of the imagination. The other ones I, I got a little sneak peek on so I could wow, at least you be won, prepared. You won by 0.9% of the votes. Yeah, like fuck all, right? And 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 then I'm sitting there, I'm on the couch, and then Prof's like, "Well, let's make it less awkward and bring Banks and Scrawny over as well." So now the three of us are sitting on the couch, just having a power. I'm like, "Well, wait." Just, he it, thought it, bringing it, up it, the second and third place losers would make it less awkward. Yeah, it just it didn't. It, well, <laughs> it, it wasn't really that awkward. It's just like it's one of those things where I feel like I, I work on Hatred TV confirmed, and I'm there working at the award show, and then I win this award, and it's like, "Well, I can't fuck it." Like, I, I can't presenting. Yeah, anyway, the award you got to give it to yourself. Yeah, like I say, yeah, but it's it's you know added it to the mantle. We still have fans, Chad. Awards. Despite everything you would think, they were talking about my hair transplant today on the forums, which is cool. Uh, I posted in there. I uh, I put a post in there. Someone someone linked the podcast link as well in there, so that's nice of them. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah, so I think most of it was some people. Some people were talking about it, right? You know, they were they were going back and forth about. They were looking at different pictures of me over the years, just seeing my hair thinning and stuff, which was really fun to relive. And then that. coming back um, with strength and vigor. <laughs> yeah, and then you know I have to water my head every day with topical minoxidil <laughs> and finasteride like until a, I die, like a moving uh, chia pet. 
Yeah, like someone's got to do it. Um, and then someone linked the pictures of you with hair, Jason, and they were like, yeah, they said Moses, Moses was was fine as fuck with hair, but I think you're fine as fuck without hair, Jason, as oh, well. Oh, thank you, mate. So, um, that, yeah, it's, that was that was about it. That's that's all that's really happened. Okay. And here we are. Cool. Right. Well, it's, well, it's been real. Yeah. yeah, man. All right, I want everybody, I want everyone to watch The Running Man Z on Twitch when they get an opportunity. Watch a bit of uh, Paul streaming some Day Z. You know, he's a, he's a, He's a nice older gentleman. I don't know his actual age. He doesn't give out the information. But, you know, he just plays Daisy and he's pretty chill. And don't go in there and be mean to Paul. Go in there and just watch Paul playing some Daisy, guys. And All find right. cool runnings on your nearest streaming platform. Sanka, you're dead, man. All right.